growing up, I, I've always had a love for water and I love the rain. I love what the rain sounds like. I like the beach. I remember going to the beach for the first time when I was young. I think my happiest moments happen around water. Like I've had, we have a lake in our neighborhood and growing up, my friends and I used to go there just for fun. It's just something about that feeling of being around there that's just so hypnotizing. Like even watching the water like under the sun, it's just so amazing. Hey, this is Rojo. You're tuned into Next Gen Greats, where I will be breaking down the record ephemeral of three. when I was making this record, having water in it was definitely an intention. But I think it also happened naturally in terms of after I had set the intention that, you know, I would obviously like to make reference to water because the events that happened that inspired this record also happened around water, even prematurely before writing, just conceptualizing this record. I knew it would have like so much water elements to it. But I think after I had let that go, it became so much easier for me to write because I'm a Scorpio and I'm on water side and writing to me is very emotional. So I was writing from a very emotional space, but it was something about the way I was writing when I was writing this record that felt so fluid as well and i just felt like i was just pouring out so much of myself and it just felt like a big flow the intention was there that you know this thing would be a water themed record <laughs> ephemeral happened when we were at a show at a friend's place and I had received and this is like you know early this year before lockdown but this is like literally right before lockdown and you know it's obviously like a very sad time in the world so much is going on and I had this melody for the song six and I was leaving the place and I got home when I got home, I watched Love Jones. I was just feeling so creative. It was something about that night that made me feel like I want to tell a story. And I, you know, I'm thinking about so much with myself, and I'm trying to express what I'm feeling internally and the things that I was feeling at the time. So I then wrote to Six and. I remember writing the first verse that night. I think that's when I realized that, okay, I wrote the song, I recorded the song, and when I went to bed that night, because I, I made everything in my room, so I had 
like the whole setup in my room and I recorded everything yeah when I went to bed that night I felt so good and I felt like wow okay for, like this is the first song I've written since my creative block there was something about that song that made me feel like okay you've just broken the the spell the dry spell of not being able to write because there was so much that I was feeling at the time as well that I could have found the words to explain so six happened that night and when I woke up I played it for Doshi and he loved it so much and he was like listen don't even hesitate send me this right now and I did I sent it to him he missed it and then he sent it back literally the next day and that's when I knew okay no I need to I have I have a story to tell and I know what I want to say and I know what the perspective of what I'm trying to say is so I think that night was when I decided to actually take a hiatus for like a couple of weeks I just went socially off the radar and I wanted to go within and I wanted to find the words and I wanted to find the right things to say then that's when we started building it up the actual writing and recording of this record happened this year during the lockdown period between march and june i think i was done by june wants you to do is to lose yourself because it just felt right to start this thing with a cleanse and just a let go of whatever emotion you're feeling at the time i think i just wanted people to feel like they have released themselves from whatever it is that they hold them on to before they listen to the actual story Lose Yourself is a perfect intro because it's basically the repetition that you have to lose yourself if you want to shine. into movies. So the transition, I think transitions are so important because the transitions also sort of mimic the flow of water. So you know the tracks really do connect to each other and it's like one long story that I'm telling. So 
that was like a cool excuse to play with phony sounds as well as to put you into the space of you know me about to go through this emotion right now that i'm feeling because i was raging when i was writing movies i just felt like i was so upset with the situation that i was in at the time with the person i was in it with just not being able to connect and feeling like also because our first date happened at the movies and feeling like going back to that time and just how upset i was and i never got the chance to actually be upset so movies was like a good excuse to just bent in the song and let go of those emotions as well that i've kept so how it plays on the record is sort of like you hop into this car with me and I'm taking you to the movies and this is how I felt. And then obviously movies transitions into six. Now, Six is obviously the song where it's more of a storytelling situation and I'm romanticizing someone that I really liked at a time and just a cool, sexy love affair. I think that's what Six is to me. It was nice to have it right off the movies because it's like, okay, I just finished raging. Now I'm gonna go home and you hear the footsteps of me leading to the apartment and I walk into my space and I'm just about to have a great time and it's, you know, six. <laughs> and then six transitions into Hydrate. Now, Hydrate is obviously a song that has been released before on Doshi's Take Do How Hydrate happened was I had written it based off of an experience Doshi had and he wanted me to help him translate that to a song. So he, he told me what he was going through, what he saw the song being like or how he saw the song turn out. And I was like, dude, I'll definitely do that for you. So I wrote it and yeah, having it play off the six is sort of also like, okay, I've had my fun with my partner and it was romantic and I need to just you know, cool off and hydrate is a perfect, you know, cool off of the climax and just being able to drink water and just chill. Lyrically, it's just also like a getaway type song. Like, yo, let's just forget about our issues. Let's just forget about our troubles. Let's just light one and go somewhere and go chill and switch our phones off and just have fun. And then we go into Yemaya. Now, Yemaya is actually a Yoruba Orisha. She is the god of the moon and the waters. I was getting into Yoruba divinations and just the teachings at the time. And I think that's where I found myself spiritually. And that's where I had my spiritual awakening through learning about the different Orishas and just African ancestral divination and what the Africans believe. Getting into these beliefs and learning about the gifts that they give, the blessings that we receive from connecting to our ancestors and just like understanding so much about myself in this body and that was a conversation I had with someone close to me. Think about it. When you 
into this earth as a spirit. You need a body. And everybody has, everybody and family has a certain bloodline. So it's like there's a gatekeeper or there's these people and these elders that carry a certain bloodline and they're responsible for that bloodline. And so it's like our souls have this agreement before we incarnate that um, I think we have this agreement with the elders that okay, we're gonna use this, this bloodline and basically your body, you are your ancestor. They give you this vehicle, they give you this body. That was a, a conversation we were having in my room. She came over. We were just having um, conversations about our purpose as humans on Earth. And she had shared the concept of us being given, given these bodies to clear the karma from our ancestral bloodlines in different time frames. I've resonated so much with what she was saying that I've spent so much time trying to find something to believe in or a purpose and just trying to understand why am I here on earth and the idea that I'm here to just fix my previous mistakes from my previous lifetimes is so fulfilling to me because it gives me the purpose to want to do better as a person and I needed to have that there as a message because I feel like there's so many things that people hear or so many things that people go through where they feel overwhelmed and just listening to that made me especially in the time that we are in right now during covid and just pandemics in the world feeling like it's coming to an end i just needed to know like why am i here like what's the reason with the title why i called it yamaya is because i wanted it to have that significance of origin and you hear at the end you literally get dipped into the water and you know obviously the yoruba people believe that the orishas were in the lakes and they came out from the lakes to give them blessings and lessons and i think that's where i needed to take everyone to the lake and just put you in the water behind Levitate is weird because I actually didn't like the song after I had written it and this is before Huey had laid a verse on it. We were in lockdown and I felt like wow I'm alone in my thoughts and my only responsibilities so what do I want to do with this time? Do I want to pretend to be busy with something else? Do I want to figure out what's wrong with me? Do I want to make myself a better person and try to transform myself and get into new habits? What do I want to do? And the one thing that was constant during lockdown was my thoughts and just like excessive thinking. Levitate is a song that motivates me to just soldier on. And it was a note to myself to just let myself know that, listen, 
shit happens and it's so many things on this earth that are out of your control and there's so many situations that are going to happen but that doesn't take away from the fact that you can defy gravity and levitate spiritually above all your troubles and all your issues you can just acknowledge things but don't dwell too much into your past don't dwell too much into your troubles you're bigger than that you're stronger than that and it was just a song for me to feel the need to continue with the things that i'm doing and that was the intention as well like i, I wrote this not only for myself but for everyone else who was in the scene just to let them know that you're gonna have to levitate above your problems in your situation so when huey hopped on he told me that when i first heard this song there was no way i wasn't gonna hop on no of us and it's because my oreos not because i'm popular twisted like an oreo on paper then we smoke it up smoking on that stick Make my vision go binocular hey, listen to the kids, I thought I told you that I was so excited to have him on And I liked the song even more often His verse, yeah, that's One of one of my favorite songs has to actually be dedicated Two Fish is basically the sign for Pisces And Pisces is a water sign and you know obviously two fish sounded thematically correct to have because fish and water two fish was written about a pisces i've known in my life since i was young and we've shared so many good memories together and yeah then i, I guess we grow and we grow apart sometimes, we don't grow towards each other. And we grew apart. And it was a time in my life where I felt like, damn, I would have loved to have this person here. Yeah, it was just a crazy time. Like when I was writing that song, I was just looking back at the time where I felt like I had lost such a good friend. And it was nothing in me that could bring them back. Yeah, it was just a feeling. I think when I was writing that, I was just getting into what it felt like to be in a space where you have someone that you know and have loved for so long that you don't have anyone, you don't even know what to do. and I put it out last year as a single and sure it was just basically a story that I needed to tell about just walking away from things and walking away from not only walking away but walking towards something and I think that was always the question in mind that yeah like you've been through so much but where do you want to go and I feel like I was just hopping in out of the space of confusion and into a space of direction, writing that track. I had two versions of it. The second part of the song is more of a gratitude than it is a relieving. It's just the first part is I'm going and the second part is I'm grateful for everything that has happened and everything that I'm walking away from. But I'm also grateful for everything that I'm walking towards. That's basically how the world of the feminine is set up. If we ever make it, I'ma need protection. 
I see all my niggas working overtime. I respect my niggas always on the grind. It's gon' take a minute to get where I want, but it ain't take forever to be who I want. Bless you. I'm gonna need to bless you with the water. My relationship with Doshi dates back to when I was 16. I think, yeah, I was 16 that, that year. So I was also getting into like listening to music on SoundCloud and discovering, you know, musicians who were making music in my city made it also surreal as well and just inspirational. So I got Doshi's Twitter handle and that day I followed him. He was dropping a beat on a SoundCloud and I think the beat's name was Butter Twice. I think it was Butter Twice or something like that. And it was going to be a SoundCloud drop and he was, you know, obviously talking about it on his profile. So I hopped on. And I remember that whole day, I was just telling my friends at school, like, yo, dude, I just discovered this guy. He makes beats. He lives in Pretoria. And this is like way before I even thought I'd be making music because I was just, you know, obviously caught up in high school and music wasn't even a thing. I knew I loved to sing. Yeah, but music overtly wasn't a plan. But I was listening to, you know, Doshi's beats on SoundCloud. And I think that's when we started talking. And that year, he made a beat for my 16th birthday that year. And it was a beat he named CDY. I think these beats are probably still on the SoundCloud right now. But yeah, he made a beat CDY for my birthday. And the relationship has just always been there. Yeah, I just knew from the vibes that, you know, I'd work essentially like I want this guy to produce for me. And then cut to a couple years later, I am obviously, you know, making songs with Doshi. And this is after, you know, self-discovery and knowing that, okay, I really want to get into music making. My relationship with Oshi has become stronger over the years and it's through the music. We have the same ear. He just knows how to translate all my ideas sonically and he does it so effortlessly. It's just something about the way that we flow that makes it easier for me to work with him as well. And making the ephemeral, I knew I wanted him as a primary producer because he knows what to do with my voice. He knows what to do with my ideas. He knows when to correct me when I'm wrong. He knows how to challenge me. He knows how to also include so much of himself into what I'm doing. He's, he's such a mutable person. His work ethic as well is also what made me choose him as the executive producer of this record because of how he moves and how he works and the quality of the music that he makes is such a cool thing to me. And he's a Scorpio, which is a Buddha side, which is also very weird. But um, yeah, we just have a good working relationship. He's just one of the guys I can honestly say is a, like a brother to me. You know, I met Tyson way, way earlier. Tyson's the first person I met who makes music in Pretoria. And we met through a mutual friend. 
and she put me onto his music that year when I was 16. Tyson had dropped the tape. I think it was called, yeah, it was called Mostly a Serving. Again, the quality, I was just so impressed and I couldn't even believe that this was someone who lives in Pretoria making such good music. He's like a brother to me. He's taught me so much about the music, how to move. He's taught me so much about believing in my ideas and knowing how to execute them fully. You know, I get most of my musical artistic advice from him. He shows me what would work and what doesn't. I remember actually when we were choosing from the songs that I had made for this record, I had recorded a song and he has honestly, like the transparency between him and Doshi with me is just so pure because he is not afraid to let me know that, yo, dude, this shit sounds right. Uh, try doing this, try doing that, or just advice in general. And I think having him involved, he was there most of the times behind the scenes, like helping me decide when I was conflicted, just putting in his artistic ideas and opinion to my work means so much to me because I value his opinion. Yolophonic is someone I met, I'm trying to recall, because I think he also DM'd me on Twitter and he had some beats. I think he had like three beats that he made. And he's like, yo, dude, I'm YOLO. I am from Pretoria as well. I fuck with your shit. And I made these beats and I think you would vibe to them. And I was like, okay, cool. Send them to my email. I listened to them and then I happened to be performing that same weekend. And he had a set at work, I think. So we were at the Woke event together and we met and he's like, yo, I'm doing a funny and I'm so happy to be here. I was with Tyson and Toshi. And yeah, that was the first time we all hung out that day. And we got, I got to know him, I sat down with him. He's such a cool person. We've always had a cool relationship because he sends me beats, he sends me music. Just be bouncing off of each other's energies and vibes. Oshoku is someone I met this year. I met him through Doshi. Doshi, I remember, sent me a video of a flip version of Hydrate. And when I heard that flip, I was like, oh, damn, I actually like this. And I would love to have this on. I'd love to have it out. We've made a couple songs together. And he's also a Scorpio, which is a lot to say. And we made, we, we've recorded so many songs together. We have songs that might drop soon depending on how we feel. But yeah, he's also one of the coolest musicians in Pretoria right now. And his production spoke so much to me. It was, it was almost necessary to have him on this record. I've actually never met Barry before in person. I think Barry DM'd me on Instagram last year. And he was just like, yo, dude, I heard Innocent and I heard just on cloud. I'm just trying to work. So I'm just going to send you a couple of beats and you can do whatever you like with them. And yeah, and that's just how we started working. And I think he sent me this beat, the beat that plays on Two Fish. I'd always listen to it. I just didn't have the words at the time to put together a song, but I 
it spoke so much to me. And when I finally could write to it, and when I was feeling inspired enough to actually make a song out of it, it sounded so good and I needed to have it on ephemeral. So because it's my first time ever doing anything musically, like openly to the community and the country, I think one of the biggest things on my mind right now is actually turning this into something that people can see. And because I saw it visually before I could ever translate it to sound, I could see it in my head, what it felt like, what that summer 2018 felt like, and just working on bringing that back to something. And I'm working with my friends on actually turning this into a film. And these are friends who were there at the time of all these events, well, most of them. And so, it's very fun to work with people who can relate because they're helping me bring it to life the way we experienced it. And yeah, definitely more music. I'm working with some of my friends right now, some new music and projects, and we're trying to move from the analog world of performance into the digital space because of the time that we're in right now. So I'm definitely working on having some virtual performances made and done. And yeah, that's what you can expect from me. Thank you for listening. That was the ephemeral experience with Rojo. This is the second episode off of our Next Gen Great series, Telling the Story, where we get fascinating storytellers to tell us the story behind the story. If this is the first time you're hearing of Next Gen Great, we're a space focused on unpacking creative moments, movements, and figures within media and entertainment. We have dozens of articles you can check out where we spotlight web series, films, music, and wider cultural topics related to South Africa, Africa, and the wider diaspora. You can find us on the nextgenerationofgreats.com or simply Google Next Gen Greats, and if there's a tag saying Unpacking the Creative Movement, you found the right place. I'd love to hear from you and how you found the episode and what else you may want to hear and or read. So do leave a comment if you can, email our website or hit me up on the socials. My handle is yazthestudent, that is Y-A-Z-Z, the student on both Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again for your time. I'll see you soon with more entertainment podcasts right here on Next Gen Grades.